Hey, good morning everybody. Today we are going to be learning Ksubah's staff. Hey, we are picking up a daf Dalil Amid Beis, a couple of lines from the end of the page. Ammar, Bein Kachu, Bein Kach. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, anonymous wife and children. It is also sponsored anonymously by Chusuf Shlema for Esther Basara. It is also sponsored by the Shulman, Shulman family for the 40th yard site, yard site of Mr. Bernard Shulman, Dov Ber Ben Yitzchak Isaac, we thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. And I thank you all for joining me on this Zoom uh, this morning. And I apologize that I keep changing the times of the various uh, shiurim. So uh, we are going to uh, discuss today the concept of uh, why it is that one is not allowed to have uh, bia at the, the first time on Erev Shabbos, nor on Motzei Shabbos. Erev Shabbos means Friday night. So the Gemara is going to first discuss the concept of making cheshbonos mitzvah. The reason that it's Asra Motzai Shabbos is because you're not supposed to make cheshbonos and the Gemara is going to talk well, about making cheshbonos shal mitzvah on Shabbos and the Gemara is going to discuss why it is that an Almana gets married dafka b'yom hachamishi and if a Basula gets married on Yom Revi'i, is it okay for the Basula to be to have Bia also on Yom Revi'i or does that have to be on the Chamishi? And then once the Gemara is going to uh, discuss various divrei agada from Bar Kapara. In that context, we're going to bring other divrei agada from Bar Kapara, namely about uh, the value of the Maisi Adayim of Tzadikim, how it even surpasses the value of the Maisi Adayim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. And we're going to discuss what a person should do if they hear... Uh, Lashon Hara, they hear things that they shouldn't be hearing. How does one close their ears in order to prevent themselves from hearing such things? And then the Gemara is going to discuss on Amid Beis uh, the, uh, the question of Bia Bitchila B'Shabbos. It's going to begin the sugya of having Bia for the first time on Shabbos, and that's going to touch upon many different sugyas in Hilcha Shabbos, many uh, fundamental sugyas in Hilcha Shabbos uh, in general, about Davashen Miskavin and Mekalkel B'Chabura and things of that nature. So let's begin again we're going to pick up on Dav Dalar and Beis, a couple lines, two lines from the end of the page. So Amar Mar, we had said, Ben Kachu Ben Kachu, whether a person is an Anus that may Shal Chasan and therefore he has to get married early, or whether it was not an Anus, he's getting married at the right time on, uh, on Wednesday. Lo Yival, Lo Be'erev Shabbos, V'lo Be'matzai Shabbos. We had mentioned in the Brisa, which the Brisa was only brought not for this line, the Brisa was brought for the other lines, but nevertheless, uh, the we had in terms of defining Ones, but nevertheless, we mentioned in the Brisa that regardless of when you get married, the very first bia should not be on Erev Shabbos, which means Friday night, nor should it be on Motzai Shabbos. So it says, Marbish, Erev Shabbos Mishum Chabura. I understand very well that an Erev Shabbos shouldn't have your first bia because that's going to make a wound in the woman, and that is considered to be a violation of a malacha. Now, the Gemara makes that sound like that's such a Dover Pasha, but we're going to see at the end of the daf that is anything but a Dover Pasha, meaning there's a major sugya about whether there's in fact a violation of making a Chabura. It's going to go on for, for quite some time, that sugya about Bia B'tchila B'Shabbos. But the Gemara takes it like for granted. Yeah, I, I at least see what the issue is, whether the issue is going to actually pose a problem, la halacha, okay, that's going to be an analysis. But I see what the issue would be in having Bia with the Basula for the first time on Shabbos. El Motsoy Shabbos, am I low? But why can't you have Bia for the first time on Motsoy Shabbos? So I'm Rabbi Zeyra Mishum Because if you get married on Motsoy Shabbos, you're going to end up making the su- on Motzai Shabbos. If you have Bia the first time on Motzai Shabbos, you can make a Su'uda on Motzai Shabbos. And on Shabbos, you're going to think about the expenses of the Su'uda and how much, you're going to, how much food you're going to have to prepare. And you're not allowed to make such Cheshbonos 
on uh, on Shabbos. So the uh, the 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 hafla is medayik from Rashi over here that the suuda in question must be a suudas nisuin. And when the brisa says lo yival, it doesn't mean you're not allowed to do bia a motzei Shabbos. It means you're not allowed to nisuin a motzei Shabbos. Uh, but uh, but if you let's say you got married on a different day and you still have not yet had bia, then you are allowed to have bia a motzei Shabbos because the suuda was already done. And that's what it seems like from a number of rishonim that uh, when we talk about Shem Yishcha Benov later in the sugya that uh, if you already got married and you made Yisuda, then you're allowed to have Bia Motzai Shabbos, and the Bryce is simply talking about the Yisur Nisuin, because otherwise it would be very difficult to understand what kind of Cheshbonos and Seuda are you making for having Bia Rishona? There's no Seuda in honor of the Bia. That would be terribly non-Sanua for a couple to advertise and make a Seuda in celebration of the first uh, the first Bia. However, Tosos and Amid Beis is uh, and the the uh, the, the from Tosos that apparently they did make a suuda after the Biarishona. and that's the suuda that we're talking about that you're not allowed to make cheshbonos and even if you got married on a different day the very first time they would, they would have bia they would in fact uh, make a suuda that's how the achronim from Tosos on, on Amr Beis Dibra Maschil Mahu so uh, we're we're uh, Where's the Dibra Maskelmau? So the uh, the yeah the Dibra Maskelmau the second Tosos on the uh, on the page on 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 Amid Beis. So anyway, the, but the point is that you're not allowed to be on for the first time outside Shabbos. The Gemara says because of Cheshbonos. So I'm like Abayis. Abayis says to Rabbi Zera, but the Cheshbonos shall mitzvah miasiri. Isn't the suuda? Let's assume like Rashi for a moment that it's suudas nisuin. Isn't that a suudas mitzvah? And aren't you allowed to make Cheshbonos that relate to a mitzvah? For Rav Chisav Rav Nun and Amit Ravayu Cheshbonos shall mitzvah mutal. That you're allowed to make cheshbonos of a mitzvah. You need to figure out how to raise money for pidyon shvuyim, how to raise money to build the shul, and uh, how to raise money to host all the guests in the community. Any type of mitzvah like that, you're allowed to do such cheshbonos on on Shabbos. Shabbos. Not only are you allowed to be machashev on Shabbos, how much you need for aniim, you're allowed to be posik tzedakah. That you're allowed to designate how much you're going to give to each and every ani on Shabbos. That you're allowed to go examine the uh, the matters of the public of the community, even though you're. Uh you're nor- normally not allowed to use batik nasios and batik midrashos for uh, for chulin needs. You're only supposed to use batik nasios and batik midrashos for davening and for learning. But nevertheless, you're allowed to use batik nasios and batik midrashos to be mefakeach l'skei rab bishabbos. And that, not, so it's a double chiddush that you're allowed to use these uh, locations for this purpose, and that you're allowed to do it even on on Shabbos. You're allowed to speak about pikuach uh, nefesh about saving people's lives on, on, on Shabbos, even though it's uh, not a Shabbos-related activity, but these are divrei mitzvah, and for a dvar mitzvah, you're allowed to do these things on Shabbos. You're allowed to go to the various theaters and amphitheaters and uh, stadiums to uh, to deal with public matters, to deal with needs of the community on, on Shabbos. So even though uh, normally you're not even the Gemara Novel Zara says 
stuff you chess and base, you're not even allowed to go to such places during the the weekdays because it says so we see that that's considered a Moshav Leitzim. That's the question whether you're allowed to go to stadiums bismanegim. Are we talking about stadiums only where they were killing people and there was terrible violence? What about stadiums where they're just uh, hitting a ball with a bat and uh, you know there's the smell of fresh grass and everything else that you have in a stadium environment nowadays? So that's a question of halacha whether that's a violation of Moshav Leitzim to go to such a stadium. But uh, but you're allowed to go if you, if if they rent out the stadium for a simashas. If they rent out the stadium for the Mufakeya Khaliske Rabbim, that you're allowed to do. You're allowed to have your Shidduch Club meeting on Shabbos. And you're allowed to uh, discuss how to teach your child uh, Torah or how to teach him. A, uh, a trade, because the, the, these are all divrei mitzvah. The, the Rashi notes, the Gemara in Kedush and Avchav Tess tells us that Av Chayev L'Lamed Espino Torah, and he's Chayev L'Lamed Espino Umnos, he's Chayev L'Asio Isha. So all of these things we're identifying in the Mishnah as divrei mitzvah. By the way, Agav, in that Brisa, in Kedush and Avchav Tess, the Gemara says, the Brisa says, V'yeish Omrim Afla Shito Benohar, that a uh, father also has to teach a child how to swim. It's interesting that in this Gemara, it doesn't say that one of the things you're allowed to uh, discuss on Shabbos is how you're going to hire a lifeguard to teach your child how to uh, how to swim, even though that does get listed at least as a yesh omrim in that uh, in that Gemara over there. It's fascinating. Uh, I'm giving a Tamil alachshir on this topic later today about the chiv of a father to teach his child to swim. It's fascinating that that line of teaching a child to swim is very famous, yet it does not appear in the Rambam, it does not appear in the Shulchan Aruch, it does not appear in the Rif, it does not appear in the Rush, it does not appear in the Magen Avram, it doesn't seem to be quoted la halacha. So it seems that la halacha, a father is not obligated to teach his child to swim, and that, that's borne out by our sugya. Our sugya mentions all the other items in the bright said that you're allowed to discuss those things on Shabbos, even though you're obviously not going to actually teach him a trade on Shabbos, but you're allowed to discuss how to teach him a trade on Shabbos, so you're, and yet it does not mention discussing to teach him how to swim. But all of this uh, is, is all parenthetical. The whole point is just to say that why should it be also to make cheshbonos about your su'udas nisuin on Shabbos. After all, su'udas nisuin su'udas mitzvah, and you're allowed to make cheshbonos of mitzvah on Shabbos. Ela Amr Abizeira. So Abizeira says, there must be a different reason. Why are you not allowed to get married on Matzai Shabbos? Why are you not allowed to be a rather for the first time on Matzai Shabbos? Gzeira Shami Yishchot Ben Of. We're afraid you might shecht an animal on Shabbos to prepare for that su'udas nisuin that's going to be on Matzai Shabbos. Amr Abayi If that's the case, that we're choshesh, that because whenever there's a that you might shecht an animal on Shabbos itself. If that's the case, if Yom Kippur falls on a Monday, so we shouldn't allow Yom Kippur to fall on a Monday. We should arrange the calendar in such a way that Yom Kippur will never fall on a Monday because then uh, the, it would turn out that every Yom Kippur is on Sunday, which means you can have a mitzvah sachila on Sunday, and then we should make the same gzera that you might come to shecht a bird, just like uh, you're not allowed to do this on Matzai Shabbos. Answers Gemara, no, there's a difference between Erev Yom Kippur falling on Sunday and a wedding on Matzai Shabbos. Hasam delinafshei lo tarit. When the Sudas Erev Yom Kippur, that's talking about for you and your own family. So that you're not going to come to Shech the bird. You're not going to be so desperate that you're going to lose yourself and go Shech the bird. But when it's La'acherim, you're preparing a wedding, you're inviting many guests. So that's La'acherim. Then a person 
person might come to Shech the bird. Inami, or another reason, is a, another possible answer, that there's no chiluk between the suda that you make for yourself versus the suda you make for others, but very simply, hasa misle ravcha. When it comes to Erev Yom Kippur that falls on the Sunday, you have plenty of time. The suda does not need to be as soon as Shabbos is over. The suda could be the next day. Hachalesle ravcha, but over here, when you're being bold for the first time Motsai Shabbos, the suda is going to be on Motsai Shabbos. Once we've come to this conclusion that you don't get married on Motsai Shabbos because of the Gzeira that you might come to Shech the bird, um, and this Erev Shabbos Nami, Gzeira Shem Yishchel then that could also explain why not have beer for the first time on Erev Shabbos on Friday night, because if we're concerned you're going to Shech the bird when your suit is going to be after Shabbos, for sure we should be concerned you're going to Shech the bird when the suit is going to be on Shabbos. Now there is a Tosus points out, Shemi Yishchot Ben Ov, that Yesh Garsim Bo Ov. Not Ben Ov, but Bo Ov. Because why would it be the son of a bird? The son of a bird is typically a bird, right? So says Tosos, no, Bo, on Shabbos and Ov. And Tosos says, well, wait a second. Is Shabbos a Bo or a Ba? Is Shabbos Lashon Zachar or Lashon Nekeva? So Tosos says, it's both. We find Kala Osa Bo Malacha, Shomer Shabbos Mechalulo, even though we also find so we find Shabbos sometimes is used as Lashon Zachar and Lashon Keva. But also says, I don't really have a problem with the gears of Ben Of either, because Ben Of implies a baby bird. And since it's very soft and very easy to shecht, that's where it's very likely that a person could just shecht it so quickly without even catching himself and without thinking and without realizing that he's doing so on Shabbos. So that's the Gzeira, is that you'll come to shecht a Ben Of. Now Tosos discusses, the, the Gemara had said, well, if that's the case, that you're not allowed to have a Su'uda on Motsai Shabbos, because then you're going to... If, if, you're, if you're not allowed to Suda Matzai Shabbos on account of the fact that you might shaft the bird, well, why can Erev Yom Kippur fall on uh, Sunday? So Tos says, you know, it's strange that we pick Yom Kippur falling on Monday, Erev Yom Kippur falling on a Sunday, as if that is the most likely time that you're going to come to shaft an animal. There is a Mishnah Masech HaSchulim that tells us that sometimes when you sell animals, you have to let it be known whether the mother or the offspring of that animal was sold that same day because you have to make the assumption that everybody is shechting animals that day. So whoever's buying it is going to shecht it that day. And there is an iser that you're not allowed to shecht the mother and the offspring on the same day. And when that Mishnah identifies the times of year that you need to let people know about that, Erev Yom Kippur is only one shita in Tanoim. There are other times a year that are much more likely that people are going to shecht on that day. So why would we identify Erev Yom Kippur and not uh, any of the other times where it's much more likely that people are going to shecht? So says Tosos Yeshlomer de Bervyom Kippurim, Hayurigidin la Harbos pa Ofos Ubedagim. Because specifically when it came to Ofos, that was more likely in Ervium Kippur. When it comes to Behemos, that could be in those other times of the year. But in Ervium Kippur, that was a time that they would have a lot of uh, a lot of Ofos. Now there is a discussion in the Achronim, the mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur, does that apply even on the night before Erev Yom Kippur? I mean, if Erev Yom Kippur is a Sunday, does the mitzvah to eat already start applying on Motzoi Shabbos? 
So the Bira Gra brings a Raya from our Sugya, because our Sugya said that the difference between Erev Yom Kippur falling on Sunday versus having a Sudas Nisun on Matzai Shabbos is Islei Ravcha. When it comes to Erev Yom Kippur, you have plenty of time. There's no rush. So there's no rush. That implies that you don't have to eat until the next day. So the Birke Yosef is a Medayik from the fact that the Ramah says that we're Marbe Beslichos on Erev Yom Kippur. So that, t- that tells you that... Um, that the night before is not a Yom Tov, because uh, then you wouldn't be Marva Beslichos. But uh, the, the, so, so, uh, so, so therefore the Chiv to eat, which has a din like a Yom Tov, would be on only the daytime and not the, uh, the nighttime. So that's a question whether our Gemara is necessarily a Raya. Maybe Yisrael Ravcha just means that, uh, that there's no pressure to eat that night, but it's also included in the mitzvah of eating on Erev Yom Kippur. But uh, that is the discussion based on our Gemara. So now, says the Gemara Vaitar, Ibayaluhu, Basulun Yisus Bravi, Vinev Elis Bravi, Lachshin Lakre Daita. When we say Basul gets married on Wednesday, does that mean they could even have Bia on that Wednesday and we don't have to worry that he's going to calm down in the interim and that he's not going to go to base? No, Dilma Basul Yisus Bravi, Vinev Elis Bachamishi, the Chashin Lakre Daita. Or maybe Basul gets married on Wednesday and has Bia for the first time on, uh, on Chamishi. And 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 uh, and and has beer for the first time on Chamishi because we are Choshish for Kriyadaita. So says Gemara Tashema will bring a raya from a brisa. The Tani Bar Kapara Besul and Nisays Peravi even develops by Chamishi. How will Avinem Rabba Brach Ledagim that Besul should get married on Wednesday and Dafka have the first beer on? Thursday. Why Dafka on Thursday? Because that's where the Torah on Thursdays, where the Torah, when the Torah identifies a particular bracha of Puruvu when it comes to fish. It says, And Almana gets married on Thursday and has beer for the first time on Friday because that's when there's a bracha of Puruvu for people. Because the Torah says, so time Amisham Bracha sounds like the reason the Basula has Bia for the first time on Thursday is only in Eitzatova for the sake of Bracha. But as far as Halacha is concerned, do we have to be Choshesh that he's going to calm down and he's not going to come to Bezdin and that's going to be problematic? No, apparently we're not concerned about that. And therefore that's our answer. We raise the question do you have to worry about a Kriyadaita if they have Bia too early on Wednesday? The answer is no, we have no such concern. The only reason we recommend Bia on Thursday is simply because of the Eitzatova of taking advantage of a time of Bracha. Iach, he says, If that's the case, that the Brisa holds that the reason Basul has Bia on Thursday is not because he might come down, but rather because of Bracha Ledagim, then an Almanah should also be on Thursday because there's a Bracha Ledagim. So says, Why would the Almanah take advantage of a Bracha for Dagim, if she has the opportunity to have beer for the first time on Friday, which would take advantage of a bracha la'adam. It would seem much more advantageous to take advantage of a bracha la'adam, much more beneficial to take advantage of a bracha la'adam, much more so than a bracha l'adagim. The Nami, or another possible reason why an almana has beer for the first time, dafka on Friday and not on Thursday, mishum shaktu. It's because the Chachamim wanted to make sure that the almana are being taken care of by their new husband. Why is it that the Chazal said that an Almanah should get married on Thursday and have beer for the first time on Friday? 
Because if she were to have her first bia on Thursday, like a besula, the next day the husband's going to go and uh, go straight to work, and he's going to leave his uh, his new wife alone. So shot to Chum that uh, that Chum were concerned for the Benos Yisrael. that the new husband should celebrate with her for three days. on Thursday, on Friday, and on Shabbos. Tosos raised the question. How can we say the reason she has Bia on Friday is because of the Takana or in Shishi, which I guess is Thursday night, is because of the Takana of Shaktu. The Brysa says Beferish, that it's because of Bracha, that it's because of Bracha La Adam. So Tos says that the reason of the Brysa is because of Takana Shaktu, um, like, like it says in another Brysa, and the Brysa just adds that if you're wondering how Chazal make a Takana that's going to cause a loss of the Bracha of Puravu that you have on Yom Chamishi, don't worry about that. There's also a bracha of Puravu on Yom Shishi. So the Iker reason is really Shaktu. The question then, it, it, the, the, the other Bryce is just addressing what you must be wondering. How could the Chum make a Takana of Shaktu that's going to cost a person the ability to take advantage of a bracha of Puravu? So that's why the other Bryce says, no, no, there is a bracha of Puravu on Friday as well. Not only that, it's a better bracha of, uh, of, of Puravu. So that's how Tosos understands. Now says Gemara, might Ika bin bracha Shaktu, what is the chilik between the reason of Bia Salmana on Friday based on Bracha versus Bia Salmana on Friday based on Shaktu? Meaning, either way, that's Lechorah what she should be doing, having Bia for the first time on Yom Shishi. So, what difference does it make whether the reason is Shaktu or whether the reason is the Bracha of of uh, Puravu. Tosos has two interpretations of what, what exactly the Gemara is asking. One interpretation is w- why does uh, it have to give the reason of Bracha once it already gave the reason of Shaktu? And the other uh, explanation is just the Mayna uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh between one answer of the Gemara of Bracha Dadam versus the answer of the Gemara of Inami Mishum Shaktu. So Ikabinayu says Gemara two Nafkaminas. One is Adam Batal. What if you have a person who doesn't have work, who gets married to an Almana? So if the reason is Mishum Bracha, it doesn't matter whether you're a working person or not, you still have beer for the first time on Shishi because that's when there is Bracha. But if the reason is because of Shaktu, that we're afraid the guys can go off to work, you have no such concern. If the guy doesn't have work to go uh, to go off to the rush paskins Allah and Simon Gimel that you have to be bold b'shishi because once takanas chacham of once chacham made a takana of shaktu they uh, made a takana also on account of bracha. See, even when shaktu doesn't apply, you still get married on Yom Hamishi and bowel on Yom Shishi Mishum Bracha. However, the other Rishonim say that it's only Neitzah Tova, but if he wants, he could be bowel even beyond. He could be bowel even be Hamishi Inami. What if Friday is a Yom Tov? So nobody's going to work anyway. So the guy might be gainfully employed, but there's no concern that he's going to go off to work. So there is no concern of Shaktu, but there still is that matter of taking advantage of the Bracha. Now, once we had mentioned that Bar Kapara tells us this the, this uh, this teaching, meaning once we have quoted Bar Kapara in this uh, in this con- in this context of taking advantage of bracha, right? That was Bar Kapara's teaching. So the Gemara is going to tell us other uh, agadic uh, statements that Bar Kapara said as well. So Darish Bar Kapara, In certain sense, the Maisat Tzadikim is even greater than Hakadosh Baruch Hu's actions in creating heaven and earth. 
earth. Deal with Maish Shemayim Varetz Ksiv, because Maish Shemayim Varetz, the Navi Yishayu describes Af Yadi Yosta Eretz Vimini Tibcha Shemayim. So the Eretz and Shemayim were each created with one hand, Yadi, which is uh, singular. Vi'ilu B'Maish Yedem Shal Tzadikim, when it comes to Binyan Beis Hamikdash, which is referred to as the Maish Yedem Shal Tzadikim Ksiv, the uh, or the the pasuk says in Shmos Perek Tzvav, Machon L'Shivt Chapalta Hashem Mikdash Hashem Konun Yodecha. So it's Yodecha. It's two hands. So the Marsha explains that the Amin shows us, it teaches us about Midas Arachamim. The small is about Midas Hadin. So the Tzadikim, through their Maasim, are Mitzarich Midas Arachamim with Midas Hadin. So that's why it says the Maasim Tzadikim is with Beis Yadayim, is with both hands. So that the, uh, uh, that was the Mahus of the Beis Hamikdash also, to be Mitzarich Midas Hadin with Midas Arachamim. So that's why we say that uh, it was created with with both hands. Whereas Maasim Shemayim Baaretz was only with uh, with one hand at a time. So, uh, so, but wait a second. Uh, one Bavli asked on this question that even when it comes to uh, the 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 uh, it says So it sounds like plural. Even when it's Sounds like it's 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 written without the yod. So the Masora of the of the pasuk is what we're darshaning, and that it was only one yad. Even though maybe the way it's pronounced is with uh, is with two is with two yadayim yadav vaksiv yatsaru. But wait a second, how can you say that that's singular? The pasuk says yatsaru in the plural. Someone of Nakam Yitzchak yatsru etzpaosav kedusiv kiyar shemecham asay etzpaosecha yerech v'kochav mashar konanta. That even one hand could be referred to in the plural because one hand has many fingers on it, and therefore it's uh, it's yatsaru. But really, it's still just one hand in terms of the Maisi Yedeim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Maisi Yedeim of Tzadikim is two hands. That's the idea of the right hand being the Midas Rachman, and the left hand being Midas Adin, is that small docha v'yamin mekareves, right? That the smallest docha, the left hand pushes away, that's Midas Adin. The yamin is mekarev, that's the Midas Harachanim. So Meisvei, the Gemara asks him, Bar Kapar, it says until him, Hashemayim is Sapram Kvod Kel Yadav Magid Arakia. So uh, it's talking about Meisvei Yadayim Shal Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it says Yadav in the plural. So Achikavim Meisvei Yadayim Shal Tzadikim. No, what it means to say is as follows: The Meisvei Yadayim Shal Tzadikim, who who themselves are the Meisvei Yadav of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, me Magid, who's going to be made to the creations on their Meisim Tovim Harakia. The rakia is going to be made about the tzidkus of the tzaddikim. Umayni, who and how is it going to be made on the tzidkus of the tzaddikim? Matar, by allowing it to rain and by having a rain come down. So that's going to cause, the. that's going to be the edus that the tzaddikim are doing their job. Meaning when it rains, it's a sign that Akash Baruch is happy and that the tzaddikim are, uh, are bringing bracha into the world through their uh, through their, their, their mitzvahs. Darish Bar Kapara, another drasha that Bar Kapara says, so my dixiv, what does the pasuk mean when it says v'yase tielecha al azenecha that uh, you should take uh, a, a a shovel to dig in the ground to cover up the tsoa and and when you go out to war and also uh, you have your al azenecha that's in addition to your clay zayin to your weaponry so al tikri azenecha don't read it azenecha as in your weaponry ela al oznecha but on your ears what does it mean on your ears shem yishma adam davar that if a person hears 
something that's inappropriate, he should take his fingers and stick them in his ears, not to hear the not to hear that which is uh, inappropriate, meaning all other openings of our body that take something in uh, are also meant to expel. They, take, they, they also uh, send things out. So uh, the ear is the only one that's a one-way, uh, that's a one-way street. So the ear is also the only one, that's what the Akronim point out, the ear is also the only one that doesn't have a natural closure, meaning your mouth you can close naturally, your eyes you can close naturally. So uh, since it's, uh, the, it, it, it's only meant for incoming and not for outgoing, so it doesn't have a natural closure, but there must be some way to close it in order that you don't hear a Dovashe Nohagen. I don't know how to account for the nose, based on what the Akronim are saying. The nose also doesn't have a natural closure, although I guess one can... Uh, can hold their nose without holding their nose physically, but uh, anyway, the uh, the the, the uh, that, that's what uh, we're we're dashing the pasuk. The pasuk is not at all about the ears on the pasuk level, right? It's al azenecha. The word al also doesn't mean on in in the pasuk in the pasuk level. It means in addition to. But we're dashing yased. Take the little pegs that God put at the end of your hands, namely your fingers, and put them al azenecha on oznecha on your ears. Why is it that Hashem made our fingers shaped like Yisedos, like pegs? What, what, what do you mean uh, that, that our fingers are like pegs? In what sense? If you mean to tell me that they're smooth like Yisedos, I'm sorry, that they're that they're split from each other and that we don't just have like uh, mitten hands, that we have uh, split fingers that, that are each individualized. So that that's not a question. Each one has a Torah purpose in being individually uh, split from the others. Because the Bryce taught us, Zuzeres, starting from the tiniest finger, from the pinky, that's the Zeres, that's uh, the measurement of the Chosh and Mishpat. Zu Kamitza, the next one is how we take a Kamitza for the Kabbalah. Right, we uh, take three fingers full, but the bottom finger that holds the flower is the uh, the what we call the ring finger. Zuama, the middle finger is measured from elbow to the top of the middle finger is the size of an ama, so that's valuable in halacha. Zu etzba, the pointers, the etzba uh, is uh, is is used for the kohen to do the matandamim that he does on the mizbeach, and zu godel, and the uh, thumb is used. Uh, the uh, the for it's it's what we call the bohen in the Torah, where uh, you put from the 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 the, the dam of the idol hamiluim was put on Aaron, and the dam of the carbon mitzora is put on a mitzora. Uh, so uh, on, on, on the thumb. So you can't say that Reb Lazar is asking, why do we have fingers that are independent of each other, and why don't we just have mitten hands? That's obvious. Each one has their own their own halachic functioning purpose. So that wasn't his question. His question is that in a stand, they need to be individualized from each other. They need to be split from each other. But why are they smooth at the end? Why doesn't he make them pointy-ended? Right? Wouldn't that be so much easier if you wanted to eat if you had pointy-ended fingers, you'd be able to just like use it as a fork, you know. And and, and uh, there must be other values to that as well. A screwdriver, if you had pointy-ended fingers, I don't know. There'll be why did Hashem make them make them smooth? So uh, so so I'm sorry. So uh, it's so that if you hear something inappropriate. 
you could take your fingers, your fingers, and put them in your ears without uh, bursting your eardrums. Why is it that the whole rest of the ear is of hard cartilage, and there's one part of the ear that's just soft, fleshy part? That if a person hears something inappropriate, he could fold over that part of his ear and put it into his ear to prevent him from hearing things inappropriate. And that's that's the whole that's the whole function of that part of the body. Because Al Piteva, uh, the Marsha points out, there is no function of that part of the body, and Hashem doesn't create anything for uh, Lyric, nothing is created for nothing, so it must be that Hashem made that part of the ear just to aid us in being able to close our ears. A person should avoid hearing Dvarim Betelim with his ears, because when it comes to burning in Gehenim, the first part of the body that that's going to burn in Gehenim is one's ears, so one should be very careful with uh, with their their, their ears, um, the uh, the the marsha point explains that up until this point the gemara was talking about a davar hagun, which is duburim asurim. This price is talking about dvarim betelim, things that aren't even actually aser; they're just dvarim betelim. And even that, a person should be careful to use his ears for a lofty purpose and not just for uh, for dvarim betelim. Okay, so that brings us to uh, to the end of the sugya of the various agaditas of bar kapara. Now we go on to the sugya of, of Bia B'tchila B'Shabbos, having Bia with the Basula for the first time at Shabbos. So a couple of very critical uh, topics in Hilchah Shabbos that are going to come up. We have a Machlok Shabitun Rabbi Shimon in a few places in Masech Shabbos, if a person does a Malacha in a Dover She'en Maskavin kind of way, where he's not intending to do a Malacha, he's doing a different act, but that act may result in a malacha. You drag a chair or a bench on the ground, and it could be by doing so, you're digging a furrow in the ground. You're not intending to do that. It's a davar she'en miskavein. So Rabbi Yudha says, asr to do it. Rabbi Shimon says, mutter. Now, if it's going to be a psikration, if it's for sure going to happen, then even Rabbi Shimon would say, it's asr. So that's one topic that's going to come up a lot. Another topic that's going to come up a lot is that there's a klal in Hilcha Shabbos, a kolam akalkalin arpaturin, that whatever person does a malacha in a destructive kind of way, he's pater, unless it's the malacha of chovel or mavir. That's a machlok with Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yudha says chovel or mavir is also pater, that there's no special exception for chovel or mavir. Any malacha, including chovel or mavir, that's done with derech kilkul, you're going to be pater. And Rabbi Shimon holds that you're chayiv for uh, when you do chovel or mavir in a, in a kilkul kind of way. And the understanding is, because normally Kalkal is considered not malachas makshavis, not considered to be the normal way to do that malacha, the productive way to do that malacha. But chovel and mavir, by their very nature, are destructive malachos. So since they are destructive malachos, by their very nature, to burn something, to wound something, so therefore you're going to be chayiv even when you do b'derech kilkal. So. When we discuss bia with the basula on Shabbos, we have to figure out what even what would even what would the issue even be like? What's the question really about? So there are two possible isurim. One is an issue of chovel uh, that uh, could be that it's like making a wound in the woman because you're causing her to uh, to bleed. And the other potential issue is that you're making a pesach that it's a malacha bona or perhaps makabipatish by making a, a new opening in the body. So now says the gemara ibayilu 
Is one allowed to have beer for the first time on Shabbos? Do we assume that the blood is is like uh, sitting there in a sack uh, in, in the rechem, but it's not absorbed in the skin? So all you're doing is you're opening up the door to allow the, the blood to come out, and that would be mutter, or maybe no, maybe it's like blood that is trapped in this skin itself, and by breaking the skin, you're causing a wound, and that's what's making the blood happen, and that would be aser, and uh, I mean, that would be a violation of making chabura, that would be chovel, vim tim tzilomar and even if you're going to say that it's damifkarpaket, and therefore there's no chavala, but you are also making an opening, so how do we view that act of making an opening, do we say, well, that's a davashenu miskavin, you're not intending to make an opening, you're just intending to get the blood out, and therefore it's mutter, or maybe no, we assume that your main intention actually is to make an opening, and therefore it's asr. And if you're going to say, well, it's dam of pocket, so it's not chovel, and your intention is for the dam, and therefore it's a davashenu miskavin on the pesach. So, 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 but we still have a question. What do we hold about a davashenu miskavin? It could be that it's davashenu miskavin on the Pesach, but is davashenu miskavin mutter like she Rabbi Shimon, or is davashenu miskavin aser like she Rabbi Yehuda? And even if you want to tell me that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, that davashenu miskavin is aser, is this Pesach considered a Kalkel, because a basula is considered more chashav than a baula. A basula gets masayim zuz, a baula only gets mana. Or do we assume that it's a tikkun, that the pesach that you're making of the woman is a tikkun, because now she's going to be more ready for all other be'ilos throughout the course of their lives together, of their marriage together. So if it's a tikkun, then it's also, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that a davashen, who holds a davashen maskavin is asr. But if it's a kilkul, then it's going to be or a mutter, even if you normally hold a davashen and miskavin is, uh, is, 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 uh, is, is, is aser, you would say, but if it's makalkel, it's going to be mutter. So uh, th- th- this is all within the possibility of damifkat pocket, that there's no issue of chovel, that the whole issue, if you hold damifkat pocket, that the blood is just gathered in a sack and it's just going to come out all at once, the whole issue is not chovel, the issue is making a Pesach. So the whole line of reasoning, the whole line of questioning was only within that one side that the malacha in question is Asiyas Pesach, which is Bonem, Makabat, or something like that. But Ikadamri, there's another version of the whole line of questioning. That maybe we further explore within the possibility that the blood is caught in the skin, which means that you're making a wound, that the violation is one of Chovel. So then we could ask, well, are you intending for that blood? In which case it's a Dover Hameskavein, and it's going to be Asr. Or maybe during the Bia, a person's only intention is to have uh, pleasure, and therefore the fact that he's making a wound may be true, but it's a davashenu miskaven, and davashenu miskaven is mutter. And if you're going to tell me it's a davashenu miskaven, and therefore it should be mutter, but is that so pashut? Halacha krabi Yehuda or halacha krabi Shimon? Maybe we pass on like Rabbi Yehuda that a davashenu miskaven is aser. And even if you want to tell me that we pass on like Rabbi Yehuda that a davashenu miskaven is aser, mekalkel b'chabura or mesakin 
Chaburhu. Maybe you have a different heter over here, and that is the heter of Mekalkel. Maybe because it's Mekalkel, it's going to be Mutter, even if your whole Dover She'inu Meskaven is Aser. Vim Tzlom Mekalkel B'Chaburhu. And if you're going to tell me, okay, it is Mekalkel, and therefore, L'Chorah, there's more reason to say it's Mutter, but Mekalkel Halach Krabi Yehuda, when it comes to Makalkel, do we pass him like Rabbi Yehuda? Oh, Allah, Rabbi Shimon, or do we pass him like Rabbi Shimon? Meaning Rabbi Yehuda holds that just like Makalkel is a het, is a patur. When it comes to all other malachos, it's also a patur when it comes to chovel. So within this shita, the dam chiburi mechbar, we're assuming that the malacha in question is chavala. And if you're having kavana for chavala, it's a non-starter. Of course, it's going to be aser. If you're not having kavana for chavala, so it's davashenim eskavein. So According to Rabbi Shimon, Mutter. According to Rabbi Yehuda, though, Davashen Meskavin is Aser. But if you hold that it's Mekalkel, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, that Davashen Meskavin is Aser, Rabbi Yehuda also holds Mekalkel is going to be Potter. So maybe we should hold like Rabbi Yehuda, Mekalkel is Potter. But maybe no. Maybe we hold like Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to Davashen Meskavin, and therefore it's Aser. But we hold like Rabbi Shimon when it comes to uh, Mekalkel, and therefore it's still going to be Aser, even though it happens to be a Kilkel. Now, Tosos has a discussion over here in Dibra Maskodam of Mikhbar. What exactly the malacha is over here? Meaning, even if you hold that the issue is that you're making a wound, what's the problem with making a wound? So Tal says it can't be one of tzoveya, that uh, that red, you know, that everything becomes red from the blood, because there's no tzoveya on the isha. That's obviously not the issue. So Tal suggests that maybe whenever you, t- you, you draw blood, it's an issue of netilas neshama, that there's a partial netilas neshama. In that context, Tal discusses about... Uh, taking Dam Chilazon and whether that's a violation of Natilas Neshama and whether we could use that as a, as a Raya here but we are out of time so we're not going to have that conversation right now but Hashem, tomorrow we'll pick up with uh, Bebei Rav or Itmar Bebei Rav depending on your uh, Girsa on the top line of Davav Amalf I thank you all again so much for uh, accommodating the change of time and coming to learn together this morning have a great day everybody have a great day